Maybe, maybe you realize that, that this last year, man, left you in a not so good place. I want, to know you, I want you to know something, and that is that God never left you. And God is in 2021 right here, right now. And what I love about God is what the enemy meant for evil, God always leverages for good. And so if you are here, I'm talking about your marriage. I'm talking someone's marriage right now. You know who it is. Don't point at each other. That'd be awkward. But you know, you know, God knows. I don't know. Your spouse didn't tell me. I'm just telling you, I, I feel someone in here right now, in this building right here, right now, someone's marriage almost was over. Some relationship was almost done. You're ready to throw in the towel. Maybe you're watching online right now and, and you're not even sure you're holding on by a threat. I want to tell you something. King Jesus can do anything, anything, anything. He can heal anyone, 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 man. He can, there, there's nothing too big for our God. And you know, we've prayed. I know you've prayed. And by the way, y'all did a great job on that song. Second time around. I knew you had it in you, right? I knew you had it in you. You did a great job. And uh, I just, I want us to know, man, that, that the truth is that we don't have to be afraid. That's right. We don't have to be paralyzed. Right. Courage is, as I heard the other day from Pastor Sean Lovejoy, courage is not allowing our emotions to paralyze us. Courage is not allowing our emotions to paralyze us. Now, we came through a season, and here's what I want you to know. What I want you to know is I believe with all my heart, man, it's a new season. We're stepping into a new season. I'm going to declare that. I'm going to believe that. I'm going to walk out in that. And, and so, listen, it's time. It is time for faith to arise. It's time. And I need your faith to arise. I need your faith to arise. I need your faith to arise. I need your faith to rise. Because there's something that happens when one person's faith rises personally. But corporately, when the church's faith begins to rise, let me tell you something. This building won't contain them. It won't contain them. And so don't let the devil talk you out of what God's doing. Because whatever the devil's saying, the opposite is the truth. Whatever the devil's saying about you personally, the opposite is the truth. Whatever the devil's saying about your marriage, the opposite is truth. Whatever the devil's saying about your business, the opposite is the truth. Are you with me? Whatever the devil is telling you about like your mind, the opposite of that is the truth. And so it's time for faith to rise. And in this season, it's been a hard one. And I'm proud of our church. I'm proud of you. And I want to I wanna dip into a uh, little teaching, preaching time just for a minute to address this. Because you guys uh, are, are the best. You're the best. You're, you're the finest people I truly believe in this greater Pensacola area. I believe it. In the Gulf Coast, you're the, the best of the best. If you're watching online, you're thinking, man, I probably should. That vacation spot looks amazing. You should probably just go ahead and move here because it is that awesome. Is it not, people? Is that awesome, isn't it? I'm telling you. And I'm proud of this. I'm going to speak. It is currently, this is I'll just give you a little in behind the scenes. This is like a no, no, like don't do this. Right. But I'm going to date it right now. I'm going to do it on purpose. This is actually Saturday, 
right? Some of you, that didn't surprise you. Some of you are watching it on Sunday and you're like, I thought it was Sunday. I'm gonna go back to bed. Um, but no, this is actually Saturday and right now it's 5.28 p.m. And you guys, I'm talking to you. You guys have continued to show up. You've continued to be faithful. You've continued, even though we've got online and even though tomorrow in Gulf Breeze, we got two gatherings and, and we'll have online gatherings. You guys have continued to show up. Scott, you and Doug have continued to put the flags out. And let me tell you something, Scott, your reward in heaven is really big, man, because you've been faithful, buddy. That's what you want. That's what you're going to get. And it's a testament, it's a testimony, it's a story that something is happening right here. And something is happening, something's gonna happen right here tonight. I believe that. Or if you're watching it and it's Sunday today. <laughs> but it's gonna happen. But you guys have been faithful. And you know what? I know COVID isn't over, but praise God, man. You know what? Praise God. Numbers are down. Numbers are down. People, people that are wanting to get vaccines are getting vaccines. and. And, and no doubt some of you, many of you have probably been able to do that as well. And, and I'm thankful that all of a sudden we're feeling and starting to believe like, man, okay, it's safe to come out again. Because the devil don't want you to come out. The devil don't want you to have a come out party. I might just preach a different message. I got a message, but I might just preach, come on out, Lazarus. We fixing to have a come out party. The devil wants you to stay in that tomb he wants you to stay wrapped up. He wants you to stay bound. But Jesus said, loose him. That's what Jesus said, loose him. And I just want you to know, I want you to know, we're taking the next step. We've watched the numbers. We were, we were one of the first churches in America, it's the honest God truth, to say we're going online only, virtual. We did that. We did that last March. We did that so many weeks before other people did it that people thought we were crazy. I remember one, one person was like, we're leaving the church. I don't have faith. <laughs> you know, a month later, they didn't have faith at home either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, no, we got faith, but we love our community, right? We love our community. We care about each other. We're going to love each other. We're going to love our neighbor as ourselves. But I just want you to know, moving forward, man, we're still going to be cautious. Our team comes in here. I want you to know, even in the balcony and every pew in this building is sanitized. If you're watching online, you don't know what a pew is. You have to come visit us. We'll show you what a pew is, but, uh, they're comfortable, man. But, uh, anyhow, so, so every one of them up in the balcony, we are still going to take steps to make sure that this place is watch sanctified. Number one. Yeah. That's the most important thing right there. I was in Tampa a couple of weeks ago, 130 people in the room had a hundred, not one person wearing a mask and not one person was afraid. God was in that room so thick. I'm just telling you, it, it was something else. But, but you don't have to wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, you don't have to wear a mask. If you want to wear a mask, you wear a mask. We're not going to look at you. If you're wearing a mask, we're going to look at you weird. Or we're not going to do that. We're going to think it, but no, I'm just kidding. We're, I'm just joking. It's a bad joke. Just joke. We're, we're not going to thank you for the laugh. I heard one. Thank you. Thank you. We're not going to think that. Honest truth. If you feel more comfortable in a mask... Wear a mask. Man, don't let a mask or not a mask keep you from coming to church. Okay? Right? I've heard, I've heard people say, I'm not going to church because they're wearing masks. Well, that's the stupidest reason that I've ever heard 
in my entire life. And I just, I don't care what you think. I was going to be honest enough to tell you, like, don't let, well, they're wearing masks. I'm not going to church. Come on, man. Jesus died on a cross, right? Not a lazy boy, right? So like, let's just get real, man, right? I mean, it's time. It's time to be real, right? Let's, let's just be real. He, he died on a cross. His back was on a cross. Some of y'all are like, you tripping, Pastor Tim. I just being me, man. I just, I'm free to be me. Isn't that right, Robert? Ain't nothing like it, baby. Let's go. So if, if you're like, well, I'm not going, you know, because they won't wear a mask. Well, well, wear a mask, but we want you to come. We want you to worship. We want you to get in this place because God said he don't want you to do life alone. And there are too many people this last season that got rocked by the enemy and suicide is too high for you to be sitting at home, feeling all alone, believing all the devil's lies. It's time for the church to come back. It's time for the church to rise up. So I'm talking to some of you that, that need to come back. I'm talking to you guys that if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. That's awesome. Wear a mask. If you don't want to wear one, don't wear one. All right. Was that clear? Yeah, we're going to, whatever, man. What, if you want to say stay 12 feet away from me, that's cool. That's cool. Be like that. That's fine. There's no problem with that. If, if you're sick or you're, man, stay far away from people. That's, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. But man, it's time to move forward. It's time to move forward. Can I get an amen? amen. I like that. Oh, that sounded good. Y'all starting to tease me now. I know you had that in you. All right. All right. Well, let's, you be seated. Let's jump into it. I love you. I want you to tell someone, hopefully you're sitting around someone that you truly say this and you mean it. Tell someone you love them. Would you do that real quick? You say, man, I love you. I love you, man. I love you. <laughs> if, if you're not sitting beside one, someone that you know that you love, you know, that was your opportunity to be sitting beside someone you'd want to know because you think you love them. Let's get into it. We're talking about money. We're talking about money. Don't you get funny. We're going to talk about money. Jesus talked about money. He talked more about money than heaven, hell, and faith combined. Prayer. Listen, money is important. He talked about possessions because he knew that this is where we're at. He knew like this is reality. It's a reality that we live in. And so Jesus cared enough about your life and my life to meet us where we were. So I want to teach the principle of the tithe. Last week, I told you it's a path. It's a highway. It's a road that has the same name and then it changes, but it's the same road. And then it has the same name and then it changes, but it's the same road. It's the same path. And so the first thing that I want you to understand when it comes to tithing, what is tithing? We're going to talk about it, but scripture teaches us at the beginning. It's the principle of the first fruits. It's the principle of the first fruits. The first belongs to God. Someone say the first belongs to the God. So if you're holding, if you're a Christian and you're holding the first to yourself, you got what's actually God's. Now, if someone breaks into your house and has something that's yours, how's that going to go? Huh? How's that going to go? Very badly. That's right. Mama Gail would be carrying a Glock, man. She'd be like, put it down. Right? Right? Like, have you ever, you ever had someone steal something from you? Is it a fun feeling? Is it a bad feeling? 
Does it create a little fear? Does it create a little worry, a little anxiety where you're like, oh my gosh, you just feel vulnerable. All of a sudden you're like, what in the world? Let me tell you something. We're teaching on this because it's time for God's church to move from disobedience to obedience. And it's not when we get around to it and it's not when we feel like it. I teach our kids because dad taught me that obedience is doing what you're told to do when you're told to do it with the right heart attitude. No, our kids have gotten a little slack lately. So they got some parents. Now listen, if you're a parent and your kids get a little slack, listen, you better address it or it's gonna be even more. And if they're uncontrollable when they're five, don't come crying to me when they're 19, 18, 16, because it's about training them up when they're young. Are you with me? So watch this. So Riley and Gavin are on the couch and Steph says today, she's like, hey, let's get in here and uh, get the dishes in the dishwasher. And they answered her. They said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And then they laid there. And I thought, I wonder how, how long these dogs going to lay here on the couch. And so I just gave them a little time. I just gave them a little time. About five minutes later, they're still on the couch. About seven minutes later, they're still on the couch. And I was like, did y'all not hear your mother? And they said, we said, yes, sir. I said, yeah, or yes, ma'am. I said, yeah, you did. I said, but you didn't do it. I said, so what's obedience? And they said, doing what we're told to do when we're told to do it with the right heart attitude. And I said, there you go. That's obedience. For too long, God's church hasn't done what he's told us to do. He didn't ask us or suggest us. He told us to return the tithe. And we didn't do it, and we didn't do it when he told us, and we didn't do it with the right heart attitude because God loves a cheerful giver. Now, I'm going to preach this straight. You take it however you want. That's between you and God. And, uh, but I promise you, if you'll get right with God and get in line, some of us wonder why our prayers aren't being answered. Well, we're robbing God. And I promise you, if you'll repent and return the first, you'll watch heaven open and you'll watch God do things that will blow your mind. It's the principle of the first fruits. You know Cain and Abel. Cain killed Abel. Why did Cain kill Abel? Have you ever wondered that? Have you ever read the story? You ever jump back in that? Cain and Abel. God had taught this family that because of sin, the wages of sin was death. And so death meant that because of Adam and Eve's sin, a lamb had to die, had to shed its blood, and they needed to be covered. Their sin needed to be covered. Something had to die. And so now it was, God was teaching them this principle, the principle of first fruits, the principle of firstborn, the principle of the tithe. And so Abel did what was right. Abel did what was right. And he said, here, God, he's a shepherd. Here, God, here's my best. And he did what God told him to do. And Cain did something a little bit different. Cain was like, okay, God, I'm going to give you, you know, I'm, I'm a farmer over here. I'm going to kind of give you some of my, this tomato doesn't look too good. Let's give that one to God. <laughs> Let's give that one to God. And, and he was doing that and he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing or doing it how he was supposed to be doing it. And God called him out on it. And he got angry and he got upset and he ended up killing his brother because his heart 
wasn't right. Listen, when we stand over here in disobedience in one area of our life to God, I promise you, you cannot compartmentalize disobedience. Did you hear that? You cannot compartmentalize disobedience. What is over here, but you're like, but I'll obey him over here. Eventually that disobedience is gonna get over here. Last week, we talked about how the first belongs to God. Say it one more time. I want to hear it. The first belongs to God. Say it one more time with me. The first belongs to God. This is what Exodus 23, 19 says. As you harvest your crops, bring the very best of the first, the harvest to the house of the Lord your God. That's the principle of first fruits. God blesses the first. Why does God bless the first? God blesses the first because the first is his. It belongs to him. And so when we tithe, we're not actually giving to God. We are returning to God what is rightfully his. Are you with me? That's the truth. And I use this illustration, but it's the greatest illustration, honestly, that I, I know. Because if you go to Redbox and you get a movie and you don't return that movie, you're going to pay for that movie. And too many Christians hang on to what is God and they wonder why their finances are cursed. Your finances are cursed because you have what's God's. You're holding what belongs to God. And all God says is this, if you will give me the first 10%, I will bless the 90%. Now listen, there are people here, there are people watching online and you're like, Pastor Tim, I want to, I wish I could, but... And that's your ceiling. That's your ceiling. That's the lid right there. That's the limit to your faith. Your faith can only get to your butt, to your butt statement. Can only get right there. Won't get past it. So what you got to do is you got to say, you know what? No, 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 no. I'm going to move from that butt statement, that big COVID butt statement, and I, I'm going to move from that and I'm going to say, okay, God, you said it. I'm going to believe it and I'm going to try you. And so here, God, here's the first 10%. This last week, one of my friends, he lives in a Gulf Breeze. He came up to me afterwards and he said, Pastor Tim, we're getting in alignment. And on Monday, he texted me and he said, this is crazy. This is so crazy, Pastor Tim. I was day trading and I want you to know, like all of a sudden right now where I'm at, it's up more money than what I returned yesterday in the tithe. And then he texts me a little bit later on the same day, he texts me a little bit later and he said, this is even more crazy. And then he told me about a major blessing and he's like, this is nuts. And I'm like, no, this is not nuts. This is a father who is rewarding obedience, right? Like this is a father who is saying, yeah, yeah, who wants your faith to grow. And that's this series, springtime. It's time to grow. It's time to bloom. It's time to go from but to bloom. That's what, that's what time it is. Time to bloom. And the only way you're going to bloom is to step out in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please them. So you got to step out in faith. Someone say, step out. Step out in faith. Now watch this. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of the crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best. Now watch this. Some and the best. Some and the first. Are you with me? Do you see this? In scripture, Genesis chapter four, three through five. What did Cain do? Cain gave to God some, 
But what did Abel do? He brought the best, which is what? Right here. The best portions of his, someone say first. Firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Now, sometimes people say, well, I just, you know, tithing was in the, the law. Can I tell you something? This was 2,500 years before the law ever started. So we're going to see tithing before the law. We're going to see tithing after the law. And then what you going to do, brother? I hear Hulk Hogan for some reason in my mind. <laughs> then what you going to do? What you going to do when the truth is looking right at you? And if you will trust and obey, for there's no other way, then you'll be happy in Jesus because you trust and obeyed. But if you're like, I'm not going to obey, the root of the problem is you don't trust God. And that was last week. In God we trust. Do we really? If we as a church really trust in God, then you know what? Then the church would be in alignment with God. And there are people here right now, and I want you to know this. You're the one giving feedback. You're the one, amen. You're the one shaking your head. You're the one clapping because you tithe and you have tasted and you have tested God's faithfulness and you know that he is good. And you know that when you tithe, you know when you trust, you know never once have I ever walked alone. Never once has God ever lied to me. He has been faithful, not faithless. He's been faithful. And I triple dog dare you. I mean, you, you are with heaven. You are with eternity. I triple dog dare you to say, okay, God, all right, enough is, I mean, come on. How many times you want to keep being in that rut of insanity and God loves you and God's got so much more for you, but God will not bless you with more until he can trust you with what you got. And until you can trust him with what you have, you'll never have more than you have, which is where some people say, I would give more if I had more. But God's saying, why would I bless you with more when I can't trust you with what you got? Are you with me? And this principle will set you free. And it's not because we want your money. And it's not because we need your money. Where your heart is, your treasure is. Where your treasure is, your heart is. God wants your heart. And Jesus said, that's connected to your treasure. And if you can't trust him with your treasure, then you forgot who gave you the treasure in the first place. God said, be careful in the Old Testament, lest you forget who blessed you with homes. Lest you forget who blessed you with businesses. Lest you forget who blessed you with a bank account. Are you with me? Listen, it is all the blessings of God. It's the blessings of God. And God holds the power to give not only health, not only wealth. God has the power to multiply your finances. But as long as you keep speaking death in rebellion, in misalignment where God is, and you're like, I can't afford to, then you, my friend, are calling the, the Lord a liar. And he's not a liar. And your lack of faith has you positioned right where the devil wants you. And that's why I get passionate about this message because 85% of the church is here 
And it's not just here at Momentum Church. I'm talking about the Big C Capital Church. Most of the church, they are right here. And their favorite song is, We Shall Not Be Moved. That's funny, isn't it? I think that's hilarious. You know why? Because it's been like this for too long. And I think that's sad. That's sad. We can trust them with our kids. We're going to dedicate our babies. We trust them with the Lord. We can give our hearts to Jesus. We're going to trust them with eternity. We can't trust them with money. But our money says in God we trust. And the, what we're hanging on to is preaching us a message that we don't even believe. It's getting hot in here. I'm not going to sing the next part. <laughs> it's getting, right? <laughs> Y'all pray for your pastor. Pray he never changes. Let's go. I heard about the preacher who was preaching on something and this person came up and said, Pastor, I'm sick and tired of you preaching the same message. He said, you keep preaching. We hear it everywhere. You keep preaching the same thing. And he's like, I'm going to keep preaching the same message until you get it and start listening to it. So what would happen in the church if we just kept preaching this message until the 85% became 80, became 75, became 60, became 50? You know what I'm saying? Are you with me? Because we pray and we want God to save the day. We want God to answer our prayers, but we got to move from rebellion to return. And that starts here. But it really starts here. Are you with me? I lost a few of you. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. Oh man, we, let's go, let's go. The principle of the first fruits. It belongs to God. The principle of the firstborn. There's a dedication of the firstborn. Watch this. This is, then the Lord said to Moses, dedicate to me every firstborn among the Israelites, the first offspring to be born of both humans and animals belongs to me, the firstborn. You see, the firstborn had to be sacrificed or it had to be redeemed. If you want to go deep, if you want to really truly study this, there's a lot here to dig into. Because when this firstborn was returned to the Lord, it redeemed it redeemed the rest. And what God was saying back then is give me, like if you're, if, if you're raising sheep and you have, you're raising cattle and this is your deal, then, then the firstborn is sacrificed and the firstborn is given. Why? Because that required faith because they only had one. They hadn't read the back of the book. They didn't know they were going to be blessed with hundreds and hundreds. They were given the first to God. And God said, when you give me the first, I will bless you with the rest. And for some of us, we need to understand that scripture teaches us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to us. But the truth is, and the tragedy is, is that so many of us don't have all the things that God wants to bless you with because we haven't gotten the first right. And in baseball, thank God baseball's back. In baseball, baby, you can keep your eye on the ball. You can hit that ball. You can run. You can, man, you can hit that thing inside the park home run. The problem is if you miss first base. You miss first base. 
You can run, huff, puff, you can slide in. It could be, that slide would be sexy, man. I'm telling you, that's a top 10 slide right there in the home plate. The problem is they stand on first base with the ball and you're out because you didn't tag first base. You can't miss the first. Listen to me. Well, I'm a single parent. Then you have all the reason to say, God, I need you to bless me. God, I need you to help me. I'm working on one income here, God, and I'm going to trust you, God, that you are who you say you are, God. And I am a single mama and I am a single daddy and I do got these babies to feed. But God, I'm going to give you the first and I'm going to give you some place called my faith to put the rest. We having fun yet? Let's go. How many know what I'm teaching is true? And I want this for you, church. I want this for you. I'm sick and tired of watching Christians over here that God wants to bless you financially. And you are living below your means. Some of us, though, don't live below our means. So we think, well, I can't trust him with a tithe because I'm so far in debt because we don't live below our means. But the truth is, is that some of us are living below his means. But my God shall supply all your needs. Philippians 4.19, according to his riches, not your riches, not your lack, not your slack, his riches, according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And in heaven, If the streets are gold, I'm just saying, can God not get you out of this pit? Does God, being a heavenly father, not care about you driving a clunker and not knowing if that car is going to make it another mile? And you are right there struggling, struggling, struggling. And maybe that is connected to where you're standing because you could be standing over here with him. Peter did it, and we all razz Peter, because Peter, what what happened? Peter, he sunk. But none of those other cats got out of the boat. None of those other cats had faith. None of the, Peter had faith. Jesus, if that's you, remember, they were all fearful and afraid. Their knees were knocking. They weren't doing that. They weren't dancing. Their knees were just trembling. And Peter stood up because he often would. And he said, God, he said, Jesus, if that's you, just tell me to get on out of the boat. And Jesus said, all right, Pete, get on out of the boat. He's like, crap. I knew he was going to say that. And so he's stepping out of the boat and he's like, I can do this. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And then the wind and the waves. And he started to sink. And Jesus was right there to pick him up. Listen, Jesus is right there to pick you up. And I'm telling you, if you'll understand that the first is his and that the first redeems the rest. When you give God the first, it redeems the rest. I need 10 people real quick. 10 people, first 10 people, come on up here. Come on up here. I'm not gonna embarrass you. And if you're scared to talk, you don't have to talk. All right, so just come on up here. There it is, it's in my back pocket. All right, 10 people. 10 people, come on up. All right, here we go. It's a dollar. All right. Come on, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All right. Okay, is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's why I got one more. I need Cindy. You want to come on up and help me real quick? All right, come on up. Absolutely. There we go. Thank you, Bunny. Appreciate it. All right. 
Okay. And now watch this real quick. Watch this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten. Out of ten dollars, how much is tithe? What's ten percent? Huh? One dollar. Just one dollar. Hope we didn't blow anyone's mind there. <laughs> so you're like, that's all. It's one dollar. It's one dollar. So what God is saying is when you, by the way, which one, if, if one in 10, which one is the tithe? The first. So what God is saying is, yeah, we're going to walk down. You smell good, bro. You smell all right. So what God says is this. God says, if you will give me this one, I'm going to make it rain. You ready? I'm going to make it rain. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bless. I'm going to bless the rest. And some of y'all are wondering, why is this so dry? So dry, God. My funds are a desert. And God's like, all you got to do is take a step of obedience, return the first. And some of you think that you can't afford to and I want you to hear this message of love. Wake up. You can't afford not to. So by you, that's where it's going to get a little awkward. <laughs> by you holding on. <laughs> by, you, by you holding on. I'm, I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. By you jumping on. Jumping on, saying, don't go. I'm not going to let you go, man. I can't. No, not the first. No. No, I love you too much, baby. You mean too much to me, baby. <laughs> By you doing that, this is what you're missing. You're missing God's blessing on all of this. And the mess you're in is because you haven't obeyed the message. And all God wants you to do is not figure it out because figuring it out, baby, ain't faith. I'm fixing to preach in a second. I'm getting there. We want to stay here till we figure it out. But this isn't faith, this isn't obedience. This isn't what God asked. What if Peter would have said, Jesus, I'm staying in the boat until you explain to me. Would we be preaching that message? What hung in the balance of the message that has moved you for how many years now? was one man's faith. Now, by God, what would happen if the church would wake up out of our sleep and say, okay, Jesus, it's uncomfortable, Jesus. Okay, Jesus, we're afraid, Jesus. Okay, Jesus, I'm scared, Jesus. Okay, Jesus, this doesn't make sense. I, I think I know how you're doing it, but I'm pretty sure you and I are not the same. You're Jesus, you're perfect. I ain't perfect. You know me, Jesus, I'm a cusser, and I still can't believe you picked me to be a disciple, but here I am, Jesus. What if 
the church moved from right here, we shall not be moved, to here, to okay, God, now I've moved, now it's your turn to move. You know what'll happen? You will text me on a Monday after I preach this on a Saturday or a Sunday, and you'll say, Pastor Tim, and I promise you, I could say, stop right there. Stop, stop, stop. I know what you're going to say. But it never gets old. It never gets old. Getting that text on Monday, it's like, God, thank you. God, thank you because a family has now stepped out in faith. And watch, mm, my God, mm, mm, mm. I'm really trying to, I'm trying to contain it. I'm trying, I'm trying to not jump on your back again. I'm telling you though, what happens when you let go of what is God's, I promise you what'll happen, you will taste and see that the Lord is good and he is so good. He's better than any good you ever had. And you say, listen, I want to tell you something. Let me tell you, Pastor Tim, what God did. Let me tell you, this is crazy. I can't stop talking about what God did for me because what he said, he actually did. And I didn't believe for how long? Why did I stand here? Why did I stay here? When God was like, come on, come on, boy, come to Papa. And I went, okay, I'm going to jump to God. I'm going to jump in faith. I'm going to jump over here. And now all of a sudden I'm standing here. And the view is completely, my perception is completely different because now I am standing in a position of faith. And so now all of a sudden, I'm a different person and I'm able to hold what I couldn't hold over there. I'm able to carry what I couldn't carry over there. I'm able to see what I couldn't see over there. I'm now able to do what I wasn't able to do over there. And all it was, was a matter of jumping from unbelief to belief, from rebellion to returning. And I just truly believe God's got more for you. And man, you are acting like an orphan. When God calls you a king. You're satisfied with the crumbs when the green egg of God is fired up and all heaven can smell it and the angels, do you know scripture says that angels, they, 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 they want to, they look into these things. They, it blows their mind. I was reading the Bible today and it said about manna in the Old Testament. You remember that? And it said manna was angels food. And I was like, oh God, I just got blessed here in that line. Cause I'm like, if angels eating, I'm eating. Angels eating in heaven. If God could give them manna, can God not give you more? They were complaining. God, he, sure, God, God can, you know, strike a rock. Man struck a rock, Moses did, and water gushed out. God can do that, but God can't give us meat and potatoes. Little garlic bread would be nice, King Jesus. Little cheese, extra butter. We're going to eat after this, aren't we? And God's like, that impresses you? We 
wait till you see this tomahawk steak I got over here. You're not even going to be able to finish it. It's not even going to fit on the plate. What I have for you is bigger than what you believe me to be. Now, how about it? How about it? One of the hardest things as a pastor, funerals are hard. They're hard. One of the hardest things as a pastor is watching people you love stay in a place of scarcity because they're standing in a place of rebellion. When you know that if they would just jump, they'd never go back. They'd never go back. I'd never go back. Never go back. And this isn't a get rich quick scheme. I would say this is a get wealthy because wealth is a whole lot more than just money. And to the people that, well, God doesn't care. No, are you kidding me? My God cares about it all. He hears me pray about football and there gotta be some sin unconfessed in my life because dang it, my team keep losing. But I'm, but I'm gonna keep praying and keep confessing. We're gonna find it, Tyler. God, we need you, Lord. And I'm serious about that stuff. I pray about everything. Isn't that what scripture says? Don't it say pray about everything? So if you pray about March Madness, I know we got some gators in the house. Don't tell me you weren't, play, you weren't praying during overtime. Come on, Jesus. Come, right, 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 right. Talk to me about your prayer life. Well, if you can believe God in basketball, This is just filled with conviction, but conviction isn't from me. Conviction is from God. There is no shame in my heart for you. I, there's no shame here. What there is, is you can change your game. You don't still have to be there. Jesus died to forgive your sin. He died to forgive your guilt. He died to forgive your shame. And as Christians, we still carry shame on and we still live under, out from underneath his blessing because we're not under authority. Last thing, you guys are awesome. I just, I kept y'all up here because y'all so good looking, man. I'm saying, look at these guys, look at Steve. It's the same person. No, it's not. About a fourth. This is the real deal right here, man. Listen, I close with this. We want our kids to listen to us. And our kids don't even, our little kids don't even know things about like a will. They don't even know like the good we have in our heart for them. I mean, tomorrow we're gonna celebrate Judah's birthday. He's turning one on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. On Tuesday, he's turning one. We're gonna celebrate him tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. And Judah does not even know how big your heart is for him. All he knows is the warmth of your embrace. And when Judah gets a little bit older, kind of like Lucy, you're gonna, you're gonna want Judah to listen, just like you want Lucy to listen. But Lucy doesn't wanna listen. <laughs> because our kids don't want to listen. And if you never believed in sin, if you didn't believe in God, all you gotta do is have a kid and say, I believe. 
make me a believer. I mean, come on. It just right then. It's just, uh, okay, God, I get it. Because that child doesn't want to be under authority, but under authority is the umbrella of grace. Under the umbrella of grace is where I keep from getting rained on, and it's raining on everybody else. I mean, bad things were happening in Egypt, but God's people were okay. Why? Because God's people were underneath the authority of God's blessing. And when you stand in obedience, you stand in grace. When you stand in obedience, you are in a place of grace where you're going to see, man, God, I don't even deserve this. And God's like, that's right. True that. Uh-huh. And he's like, but you know what? But I want to bless you even more. Obedience brings blessings. And so what if your faith in God in this area, what if that faith, whether you're going to do it or not, what if that faith later is proven to be the faith that allows your kids to jump to belief? Or what if the lack of faith is connected, your lack of faith is connected to their lack of faith? Time to go. It's time to step out. Somebody got to jump. This is what hangs in the balance. What if what if it wasn't just money? What if God said, man, I want to bless your health. I want to bless your relationships. I want to bless your body. I want to bless and just all the way down the line. God said, I just want to bless you. God bless America. Well, then America got to get back to believing in God we trust. And if you're like me, I, I, quit, I quit watching the news a, a little bit ago. And... Uh, I pray for America. I want America to turn to God. But if we're believing God for the spiritual awakening, America's not going to turn to God till Christians get right with God. You want proof? There's a whole book. It's called Jonah. And Jonah was running from the will of God. And what hung in the balance was God blessing, God blessing really bad people the Assyrians. And Jonah thought, they don't deserve your blessing. And God's like, who are you to tell me who I can bless? The Lord is not slack concerning his promises as some are, but he's faithful. The church ought to be the windows of Christianity so that people driving by see our obedience. And because of that, they can see Jesus. When was, I'm gonna, I'm gonna land, but I, I care a little bit more about like this message landing than me landing. What if? What if those people around you that you know need God and you love them, but you're not being faithful here because you're still here and it's okay to be here. I was here at one point. You just can't stay here. You understand that? You, you can't stay here. But 
but what if those are connected and, and, and when was the last, can I just ask you, when was the last time, guys, if we're gonna be real, when was the last, I mean, if we, if we just look more like Jesus, I mean, we're called to be salt, we're called to be light. I want light when it's dark. I want salt on them fries, that popcorn, yeah. and so much more. We, we want that, the world wants that. They're looking for the light switch because they stubbed their toe. They're looking for some kind of salt because life is too bland. They're looking for something real, something to add flavor. And if, if we could just look a little bit more like Jesus, I believe the world would want more of Jesus. But could it be that the reason why people in the world like, I don't want that. I don't believe in that. It's because we don't believe in that. What if? How about it? How about you saying, okay, test God. I'm going to see. I'm going to see God. And you know what? Like Peter, I'm going to step out. If you do that, then you just displayed courage. And that, from there to here, is a spiritual decision. And I truly believe that, that, that we don't get blessed until we pass the test. We don't go to the next level until we pass the first level. That makes sense to us. Shouldn't it in heaven's economy? And I believe if you step over here, you're gonna have a story to tell and you're gonna have joy that you haven't felt maybe in a long time because all of a sudden you have something called hope. Hope. I believe hope follows faith. I believe hope follows faith. Peter had hope, then he lost hope, but he saw Jesus' hand reaching down and gave him more hope because he had faith in Jesus. So Holy Spirit, would you allow us to let go of the first so you can bless the rest? So our family can be blessed, our business can be blessed. Everything we do could be blessed. Would you help us right now to go from, oh, this is uncomfortable, he's talking about us. Oh, but I just don't. Would you help us, Holy Spirit, to go from here, no shame, to go from, oh God. And then we land and we say, oh God. Oh God, oh God, God, you're awesome. Could you help us with that, Holy Spirit? Because I'm sure that you want the church to be in alignment because what hangs in the balance are the assignments you have for us. So don't just stir us. Don't let us walk away and, oh, Pastor Tim, that's a great message. Man, Pastor Tim was on fire. No, no, God. No, God, do something so much deeper than that. Change us. Change us. And I can't wait, Jesus, to hear the stories. Because you're not a liar. You're the Lord. 
And we need to taste and see that you're good. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, thanks for helping me preach, man. Just staying in there looking like your bad selves. Y'all help me even more. So y'all got to give me back the money because that's not my money. That's Chuck's money. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler going to take it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for helping me with the illustration. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. See, guys, as much as y'all want to keep that dollar, man, we'll let you down. God will bless you. Hey, Chuck, I see you in the back. Thank you for letting go of that money. Thank you for letting me use that money. That's your money. So, and I've had it for a week. Had it for a week. I was going to use it last week and didn't. So I had it. But you were okay. You, you, you knew I'd come around. And today, after all this, I'm going to return to you what's yours. And what's really cool about you letting go is other people are going to let go. And because I'm going to return it, I believe God's moved in hearts of people and they're going to return it. And then they're going to be like, oh my goodness. This is crazy. Yeah, it is. This is crazy faith. And God says, let's go. Let's go. So how about it, church? Heads bowed and eyes closed. Who is standing in the wrong place? You're standing in a place of disobedience and God is calling you to an adventure called obedience. God's calling you to a place of blessing, but the bridge is faith. And I'm gonna do something right now. I'm gonna ask for you to have some courage. I'm gonna ask you if you've been standing in a place of disobedience to stand up right now before the Lord to stand up right now. God bless you. I see your faith, sir. God sees your faith. God bless you. God bless you. Who else? Don't let your pride keep you from your blessing. Pastor Tim, I'm standing in the wrong place and I'm gonna jump. Who else? God bless you. I'm proud of you, man. So proud of you. I'm not almost done either because there's more people supposed to be standing right now and it's easy and I get it. It's easy in a time like this to be like, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna make it right with Jesus in my heart. But you know what? There's something, something about taking a stand that is empowering. And so I believe there, there it is. I see you, sir. There it is. I see you, sir. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I see them guns. Let's go. Who else? Spirit of God is moving. This is a battle right now, man. And trust me, Satan wants you to stay right where you're at. And all the things he's telling you to stay there, it's all a lie. God's wanting to set you free. God's wanting to set you free. Just need, just need to take the jump. Who else? You say, Pastor Tim's where I'm at. Maybe you're, you're watching this right now online. I want you to stand. Stand right now. Listen, you're not confessing to me because you haven't sinned against me. And I'm not your judge. I'm your pastor. And I'm gonna pastor you and I'm gonna love you and I'm gonna call you to level up to God's will because I know when you level up to his will, you will level up to his blessings. 
But if that's you at home, stand up, take a stand. Who else, church? The percentages are getting a little more honest. Who else? I'll pray for that person. I feel like you're saying there's, there's, there's one more person that is really battling right now, whether to stand or not. Maybe the palms are sweaty and man, they, they're, they're in a battle right now. God, that's okay because the battle belongs to you. So when the, when the battle, Jesus set them free right now, God, because too much is at stake to stay where they are. Set them free. I pray in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Anybody else before we close? You're like, this is my moment. I'm so proud of you. So proud of you. So proud of you. So proud of you. So now, God, I want to pray for these that have had the courage, Lord, to jump, to take a stand. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would bless their socks off. I pray for these standing that had the humility and the courage and the strength and the wisdom to stand because you are never about shame. You are always about blessing. So God, would you now bless these dear people? Would you bless them indeed? Would you enlarge their coast? Would you enlarge their bank accounts? Would you enlarge their finances? Would you enlarge your blessing over their life. Would you rain down blessings on them so that they can never stop talking about your goodness because they know how good you've been and we'll give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise. In Jesus' name, you can be seated. Thank you. And amen. And amen. If you're a tither, would you stand? If you're a tither right now, if you've tasted and seen the blessings of God in your life, I want to pray for you. God, I pray for these men and women that are tithers, that know what I'm talking about is true. They know, God, that you are faithful. They know, God, that you have made ways when it seems like there was no way. You provided You've opened doors. You've moved mountains because of their obedience in returning. You've redeemed. And so, God, I want to just pray over them and I want to ask you, God, to do it again. I want to ask you right now, God, in the name and authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I want to ask you, King Jesus, to take it to the next level. Take your blessing over their life to another level, God. God, I pray even this week, God, that they would be reminded of your faithfulness, that they would be reminded of your goodness, that they would say, there's nobody like him. Like David said, I've been young and I've been old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken and I've never seen his seed begging for bread. God, I pray that you would bless them. I pray you would bless them indeed, God. I pray you would enlarge their coast. God, I pray you keep your hand upon them, God. I pray that you would keep them 
from sin, that they would not cause shame or pain. I pray that those around them would be blessed because the favor on them is so present and tangible and powerful. I pray you would bless businesses right now in Jesus' name. God, I just declare, I feel this, Jesus. I feel this right now, God. I pray in the name of Jesus right now and just agree with you, King Jesus, and decree that right now, God, there are blessings being released over your people. There are breakthroughs happening right now in the spiritual that they are getting ready to see in the physical. I declare, God, that your blessing is upon them and this will be the greatest year of their life because your blessing, King Jesus, is all around them and your blessing, King Jesus, is upon them. But Jesus, King Jesus, your blessing is in them. And I pray that they would taste and see that you are good. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's people said amen and amen. Mm. You may be seated. Before we close, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, you need him. If you don't know Jesus, you need him. You don't need him to be a good person or a better person. You need him because you are dead in your sins and your sins are going to take you to a bad, bad place. And Jesus loves you so much. He died because that's the payment is death. So he died. He took the hit. He shed his blood for you so his blood could free you. His blood forgive you. His blood cleanse you completely from your past sins and your present sins and your sins tomorrow. Listen, listen, when you give your life to Jesus, the old is gone, the new has come and you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. And if you're here, you're watching online and you're not a Christian, you, you do not know him. Today is your day of salvation today. And Jesus is saying, come, come to me. Will you come to him? Pastor Tim, how do I do that? It's real simple. Scripture says, if you will confess with your mouth, what do we do? We confess with our mouth. We confess he's Lord. We confess we're a sinner. We confess because he's Lord. We need him to do something with our sin. We confess he's Lord and we believe in our heart that he didn't just bleed and die for us. He rose again for us. That's why I'm a Christian. It's not just because he died for me. I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Christ because he's alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus rose from the grave. Jesus walked out of death and hell, and he walked out from bearing the sins of the world. He walked out victorious, and he said, I am the resurrection and the life. And if you don't know him, you need to know him today. I want to introduce you to my friend, to my best friend. His name's Jesus. And he loves you so much that he absorbed the wrath of almighty God so you and I could embrace the love of God. You do not get the love of God without Jesus fully embracing the wrath of God. And Jesus stood in your place, condemned for our sin. And now, 
you and I get to receive. And as many as receive him, to them gave he the right to become the sons and the daughters of God, even to those who believe on his name. And if you're here, friend, please, I beg you, call out to him right now. I'm gonna lead us in a prayer. As a church, we prayed out loud and you're not gonna pray to me. You're not gonna pray through me. We're gonna pray to Jesus right now because there's only one God, there's only one mediator, the man, Christ Jesus, the God man. We're gonna pray to him right now. So let's pray. We're going live right now. We're going live right now. You just be honest in your heart. You can say your own prayer. You can pray this with me. At the end, I'm gonna ask you to hold your hand up high and I know that you're gonna have the courage to do it. I know if you're watching online, I'm gonna ask you to text us, Jesus made me new. And I know you're gonna have the courage to do it. We wanna celebrate you, but we wanna do more than celebrate you. We wanna come alongside and disciple you. We want you not just to go to heaven. We want you to realize that there's something connected about heaven and here, and it's right now that God wants you to grow in this new relationship. So if you're ready, I'm ready. God's ready. Let's pray it, would you? Let's say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. You're the Savior. I'm a mess. I confess it. And I need you to forgive me of my sin. That's right. Pray it out loud. I believe that you love me, bled for me, died for me. And I believe you rose again for me. I declare Jesus is Lord. Jesus is now my Lord. And I give you my life. I receive your life. Now teach me how to live. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you did that, you're watching online, would you text us right now? Would you text us 850-296-7344? Area code 850-296-7344. Jesus made me new. If you're here, I want you to raise your hand. If you're watching in Gulf Breeze, I want you to raise your hand. Bold, strong, courageous. Do it right away. Don't hesitate. Do it right now. On the count of three, do it. Hold it up on the count of three. One, two, three. Right now, I want you to shoot it up. That's right. 